Welcome to The Memoir, where host Bobby Goldie self-reflects on the chapters of her life. She's persevered through cancer, depression, addiction, adoption, poverty, and abuse. These are just a few obstacles she's battled through and is sharing her struggles and successes as a reminder, we are not broken. We are just human. Now here's your host, Bobby Goldie. About 300 million individuals are affected by depression worldwide. In the U.S. alone, about 17.3 million people are diagnosed with depression annually. And females are twice as likely to have depression. Depression costs employers about $100 billion annually. The first time I recall struggling with depression, I was about 14 years old, and I didn't know what it was. Throughout life, I continued to manage this disease. Depression's really sneaky because it hits you with a left hook when life is going well. Recently, I was talking to my best friend. She reached out to me. She wasn't feeling herself. And she was going through a bout of depression, but she kind of wouldn't say it. We talked through some things. She has a really great relationship. Her family's doing well. Life overall was going well for her. And she just couldn't understand why she was feeling so numb inside, why she just didn't feel right and why she was feeling off. So as we continued to talk, I felt the need to share a story with her. In my 30s, I found the love of my life. He wasn't like any others in my past. Greg was definitely a keeper. And he's what I needed, not what I wanted. My career was going well, and I just got another promotion. I was surrounded by amazing family and friends. All aspects of my life finally felt right. Greg and I just got back from a trip out west. We started in the city by the bay. After lots of great food and visiting sea lines... We left San Francisco and made our way to Sonoma and Napa for a few days. Next, we tasted lots of fabulous wine. And then the best part of the trip, we drove along the coast on Highway 1 to Big Sur. If you've never done this trip, I highly recommend it. It was, it was life-altering. It was beautiful. It was just a perfect trip. So Saturday... After the trip, I woke up, the sun was shining in our bedroom window, and Greg had already went to work. I was feeling pretty exhausted. Not going to lie, it was probably, that was a big vacation for us. We were really, really busy. And then we had a big flight, and I was also managing the time change, you know? That's, that's easily a four-hour time difference, and, and we were there for eight to ten days, so it was pretty long. So... I'm assuming this was all taking a toll on me. So I closed my eyes a bit and I fell back asleep. I think I could have slept for a week, but it wasn't a week. The next time I woke up and opened my eyes, the bedroom was pitch black. The bullfrogs in our backyard were conducting their evening serenade. It was beautiful music to my ear. And my handsome prince was tucked in next to me with his arm holding me tightly. <laughs> not really. Um, it didn't quite happen like that. He did not have his arm around me. I'm a furnace. I get hot. 
Can anyone else relate to that? But he was. Greg was all tucked in, sleeping perfectly. So I just closed my eyes and went back to sleep. When I awoke Sunday, Greg was mulling around with the dogs downstairs, all nice and peaceful. The sun was shining once again through our windows. But for some reason, I was still exhausted, and my head felt as heavy as a cinder block. And at this point, I have to admit, for the last few weeks, I felt like something was off, and it was progressively getting stronger. I wasn't angry or sad. I actually had no feelings. I was feeling kind of numb. And the strangest thing was, I couldn't understand it, because everything in my life at this moment was so positive. As I laid in bed, planning out my day, everything was going to be perfect. I was going to wait till Greg went to do his Sunday errands. So in our backyard, we had this amazing backyard um, at our one home. It was about two acres, and it was fenced and tree-lined, and it was gorgeous. It looked like a, a little park back there. Lots of grass and trees, and we had this beautiful man-made pond, and then it was just it was just beautiful. So what I was thinking is, in the shed, we had some cinder blocks. They're really heavy. And I know Greg had some really strong rope in the garage. And our the prior owners to us told us that the lake, it was a man-made lake or pond, I should say. It was about 23 feet deep. We've never tested it, but I was thinking I only needed 15 feet So what I was going to do is I was going to tie the rope to the cinder blocks, make a couple double knots. I didn't know really any good sailor knots or Boy Scout knots, um, but I thought a, a good couple double knots would help. And then what I would do is I would take the block and the rope and put them in our paddle boat. And in the middle of the pond, Um, It was the deepest. So I would paddle out to the middle of the pond with my block and my rope. And I would tie the rope to my ankle. And I'd do the same thing. I'd make a couple really good tight knots on there. And then I would hold onto the cinder block with both of my hands. And I would quietly jump into the middle of the pond. It would be nice, quick simple and quiet. There'd be no more pain and no more numbness. I wouldn't have to keep fighting these demons that kept rearing their evil heads in the form of depression, which sometimes some people didn't understand. And a lot of people didn't even know I was going through this. It was my evil dark secret. So as I was finalizing this well-thought-out plan, Greg walked into our bedroom. He sat on the edge of the bed and he asked me how I was doing. I assumed he thought that I was still drained from this trip. He was a very caring person and he was a little intuitive. I still haven't shared with him at this moment this embarrassing, embarrassing secret. And up to this point, I've already shared so much of my story with him and I didn't want to scare him away. I already told him about my extremely tough childhood and the past difficult relationships that I've went through. But those stories didn't really focus on me. They were more about others. It didn't show my weakness. And if I shared this, 
what would he think of me? Would he leave me? I don't even know if I could handle that. Would he throw it in my face like the others have done in my past? They'd say, you're just crazy. Or how about this one? Has anybody heard this one before? Did you take your crazy pills? No, I wasn't taking my crazy pills. I didn't need them. I was a strong, independent woman. I had my act together. I had my shit together. I didn't need these pills. And honestly, I have overcome way harder things in my life than this. So I felt I didn't need them. But I loved Greg with all of my being. And I know he loved me. So as I sat at the bed with this amazingly perfect plan, all thought out, I started spewing. I shared with him my whole entire plan. I don't even know where it came from. It just came out of me. I couldn't even control it. I just looked at him and, and for some reason, I had to share. As I was telling him the story, tears, lots of tears started rolling down his face. I didn't even know what to do. I started panicking and I kept repeating myself. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. It's just depression. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't leave me. I'm not crazy. And at that moment, he grabbed my face. He looked at me in the eyes and he told me it was going to be okay. And honestly, I didn't know if I even believed him because I've never heard anybody say that to me. Uh, I didn't know how to respond but he said that he was just going to be there for me. And so we sat there and we talked through the whole thing. And Greg said that he was there for me and he promised to never use the word crazy in our house or towards me. And you know what? I made some promises too at that moment. What I promised him was I was going to go to the doctor. And you know what? I was going to talk to the doctor about my situation and, and we were going to look into medication again. Because getting to this point in life and feeling so numb can't happen again. So maybe it's okay if I need medication. And so for the next month, it was, it was pretty crazy around our house. I could still tell Greg was a little unsure. I think he was a little afraid. Um, I... I was still working through things, and he wouldn't leave me. He wouldn't leave my side. Only at the times that I had to go to work. Otherwise, he was there all the time for me. And what I needed to do was I needed to focus on myself. There were things I know that have helped me in the past that I needed to do. So I started working out again. I went to the gym. I really focused on self-care, which for me is also the physical care because it helps the mental care. And I went to the doctor multiple times. And there were many times where we had to readjust my pills, um, the, the dose or the types I took until we found the right cocktail that worked for me, that made me feel like Bobby again. That was pretty scary. So as I was sitting there sharing this with my girlfriend, she's pretty silent. But I wanted to remind her, the reason I shared it with her is because sometimes when life feels absolutely perfect, this thing called depression can just show up 
And what you don't want to do is question it. What I wanted her to know was, she's not alone. There's many people in this world that are feeling exactly what she's feeling, and it's okay. It's okay to feel that way. It's a disease. So I've lived with clinical depression my entire life. And you know what? I'm over the stigma, and I don't hide it anymore. It's not a bad thing. I didn't choose it. It chose me, and there's nothing I can do about it. It's a disease that's incurable, but you know what? It's very, very manageable, and that's important to know. I was diagnosed in my 20s. I was going through a tough time in my life, and I was dealing with another situation, and I was talking to a doctor actually about somebody else's situation. And as we were talking through that situation, the doctor looked at me dead in the eye and said, Bobby, has anyone told you that you have clinical depression? And of course, I was angry. I was pissed off and bitter. And I I said to that doctor, we're not here about me. This is about somebody else. Don't make this about me. And the reason that I got defensive is because I've talked to many doctors throughout my life, and for some reason, I always feel like they're not focusing exactly on what I want to focus on. They end up going in a different direction. So I got very defensive very quickly, but I didn't leave that room. And as we talked through it, and he asked me a lot of very pointed questions, my answers made it clear as day that I did. And the other thing he explained to me was, I'm not unusual, I'm not crazy, and this happens to many, many people, and I shouldn't judge myself for it. So I'm grateful for that, that moment in my life. And as I look back through my childhood, the thing I realize is I had many, many major episodes with depression that I didn't know what they were. And some of them I blocked out until that day in that doctor's office when we were talking through things. And I realized, yeah, I've had it most of my life. And throughout the years, there's some things that I've learned on how to deal with this crazy little thing we call depression. The first is that this disease completely does not discriminate. It doesn't matter if you're old or young, if you're a male or a female, if you're rich or you're poor, if you're happy, it doesn't matter. It will get you. And also, number two, the loss of all feelings, that feeling of numbness inside where you have no emotions and you can't cry anymore, that's a really, really bad feeling. And I beg of anybody that feels that way right now, go talk to somebody and get some help because that's rock bottom. And nothing good can come of staying in that place in your life. Number three, taking medication does not make you crazy or weak. With a disease like depression, it's very important to talk to a doctor and get medication and make sure that medication is right for you. There are so many drugs out there nowadays, and we all have different side effects from them. So it's very important when you're talking to your doctor, if things aren't right after a month, go back. They'll work with you. They will help you find the right medication. And again, 
Many folks take medication for different diseases. Diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, it's all out there. It doesn't make you any different than any of those other folks. And another thing you should do is find a way to assist you with managing through this. Medication should not be the only solution. I look at it as that's part of the solution. For me, I definitely need more than just medication. Exercising and writing really helped me a lot. Um, Exercising by far is probably number two in my life outside of taking my medication. For some reason, that rush and that adrenaline release from exercising helps my head so so well. It really clears things out for me. If I'm stressed at work or if I'm busy or if life just doesn't seem right or it seems a little off, exercising really works through me getting through that little moment. Also, anytime I feel like there's an episode coming on, I definitely share it with Greg. I think it's important for him and for me. It helps me know that I have somebody in my corner that's not going to judge me and that's going to be there for me. And for Greg, it's really important because I don't want him to be blindsided by my crazy mood swings or these emotions or the days when I feel like I can't get out of bed and I just need to lay there. So he can manage. He can manage me. He can manage life. He can help manage with our kids. And then lastly, when life is great, Don't be surprised when depression attacks because it always does if you're not doing things to help it stay at bay. So I hope this was helpful for you because honestly, it was pretty helpful for me. Sometimes talking through these very sensitive subjects reminds me I need to have good self-care and that I'm not alone. So thank you again for listening and helping me add to the chapters of my memoir. And remember, be a better person than you were yesterday. Thanks for listening to The Memoir. Let's work to remove the stigma of taboo topics. We only have on average 30,000 days on this earth, so let's make the best of our remaining days together. Get in touch with Bobby Goldie at B-O-B-B-I-E-G-O-L-D-I-E dot com and share your story 